Good day, ma'ams and sirs, and welcome to the Number 9 with Tommy podcast, where we wear our clothes backwards like crisscross and dance to fat folks like Rick Ross. A happy 17th wedding anniversary goes out to my ex-wife, as I hope she enjoys her beautiful baby boy. You're welcome for the underwhelming dick I used to give you, and thanks for the few weeks that you gave me joy. I recently started the Casey Anthony interview, where she gets the entire web of lies incredibly mangled. Spoiler, basically, her dad raped her and murdered her kid is the general angle. And while that child ascended to heaven and left as an angel, I'd still get down with that crazy murdering mother even if her crotch was so beat up that her genitals dangle. This week's brought a litany of football matchups in the NFL and the World Cup and a plethora of headline news to remind us that the world's fucked. But I don't give a shit because I'm in the booth with my favorite bald fatty who's rocking a gangsta lean, who appreciates my sense of humor and never thinks that my pranks are mean. Tommy got beat by a cat fucker in poker last night. I'd laugh at him if I didn't fall to that cocksucker too. That's right. We both got beat by a fella best known for fucking a cat to its death. I would rather stand and take faceful facefuls of a person with halitosis's assassinist breath. God damn it. I know it's lame, you turd. I came in third to a guy who's given brain to a bird-chasing feline with a mane. Absurd. But anyway, we've got a whole show to get through, so I'll introduce the namesake, and we'll see how far that gets you. Tommy fucking Washington, what's been up, man? How are you? Uh, not much, Pat. I'm currently watching the highlights of the Raiders game, because I don't know who won, and I'm really interested to see who won. Because, well... It's my brother's team. Uh, I actually just booked a plane ticket today to fly out there for New Year's to watch the Niners destroy the Raiders uh, that Sunday. So that'll be fun for us to do. And I'll give them all good. Good, good, good. Good, the Raiders won. I feel bad for Griff, though, because Griff picked the Chargers and he picked the Dolphins' money line, which I told him, well, that sucks because both those are going to lose. And sure, shit, they did. Uh, the Niners destroyed the Dolphins today, and uh, the Raiders got by the uh, Chargers, so good on them. Okay. Uh, yeah, Eckler is in my fantasy league. Uh, he's a Charger, and it was the lowest performing week he's ever had for me, so that was disappointing. Uh, Henry has had three consecutive weeks where I don't think he's gotten over 10 points which has really been a uh, a rough go for me. I usually have people on my team that pick them up, but Mahomes didn't have a great day. Uh, a lot of people didn't have a great day on my fantasy team, which, whatever, I'll take it. The Niners won. I'm not going to finish in last place, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to win the fantasy pool, so I'm not that concerned about it at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I mean, I'm going to make the playoffs, which is better than six other people in our league, so that's cool. Now... I was looking at that because, uh, hold on, I'll, I'll use his team name. Slippin' Jimmy wins today. You lose. I'm on pace to win. If I win and Slippin' Jimmy win next week and you lose, you will not make the playoffs. Ooh, that would be bad. Yeah. Now, I don't know how realistic it is. Oh, because the... we're in a three-way tie, aren't we? Yes, going into today, we're in a three-way tie. Now, I have the hardest... Uh, fucking team to beat next week so that sucks big fucking moose balls um i don't know who you're playing next week i don't know who i'm playing either but i well if you guys both win that puts me automatically in third place which knocks me out of playoffs 
Only for the week, though, because we have one more week to go. Yeah, so you I have to knock yourself back in. Yeah, but one of you, if not both of you, would have to lose because I did have the tiebreaker mm. over you. Slipping but... Jimmy has a very hard game next week. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. He's playing team first downs. Okay. And you, my friend. Oh my god, we all we have the worst schedule. We're playing the three best teams in the league. You're playing superior receivers. Oh, oh perfect. My god. Perfect. We're I'm gonna so get upset. fucking wrecked. I'm so glad they're all not in our fucking division. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't well, if we all lose, uh, that kind of sucks for me. So we're a... we are legitimately going against the three best fucking teams in the league next week in other our than, fucking three way. Yeah, other than us. Yeah. Because I would oh, say god. the three of us are the best teams. Now, I will say, I, I started looking, like, week to week. I have consistently been beating next week's opponent. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm already the, thinking ahead. I'm like, how am I going to fucking uh, Yeah, but compare? it's a week-to-week thing. You know what I mean? It, it is. Really it is. I'm beating him this week with, uh, I have fucking, uh, not C.D. Lamb. I have Hopkins on the bench because he's on a bye week. So that made me feel... Like, you know, oh, okay, I've got a decent fucking shot next week. And uh, DJ Moore. So my top two wide receivers are riding Pine this week. Uh, luckily, I'm not playing him this week. Did you see that uh, the Dolphins threw a 75? The first play of the game was a 75-yard fucking yeah. touchdown pass to Ty- Tyreek Hill? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I missed that play because my son was being, well, my son. And uh, I had a, he was complaining about something, whatever. So I went to go album with something, and I missed that play. Thank God. But that was uh, that was pretty much the only offensive play that the Dolphins had that was any good. Um, they ended up getting another ten points throughout the next three quarters, or I should say, the next four quarters and fourteen minutes, because they didn't like that was the only play of the game that was worth anything. Uh, you are aware that my brother Tony and I sent each other clips of really funny shit that commentators say, right? Like the play-by-play and the color guys? No, I did not know that, but it sounds fun. Yeah. Um, he sent one. He, he sent the best one ever. It was a fucking field goal. And they they had just talked about the play before. Obviously, the team got stopped. That's why they were taking a field goal. And he's like, you gotta love it when you got a bunch of guys just coming hard in your face. <laughs> it's like the best thing he's ever sent me. So he sent me one today. How much do I bet that they do that shit on purpose? I dude, there's no way some of them aren't fucking intentional. He sent me one today and it was like a, a piggy pile, and the last guy to get off was his last name was Gay. So he's like, ah, it looks like gay is the last one to get off, and he stuffed it right in there. And I was like, what the fuck? It's fucking awesome. Uh, I fucking love that shit. Uh so yeah, Pat, we played cards last night. Catfucker beat everybody, had no idea what he's doing. I do want to tell you this because I was a little uh, confused about the situation to say the least. At the very end of the game, uh, there was it wasn't uh, there. I was cleaning up. Yes, I know. That's what I'm going to explain to you. I was very oh, taken. Okay, okay. I was very confused about what happened. Uh, our boy Catfucker was not the chip leader at the time, but it was him and one other guy left. And uh, Catfucker has no idea what he's doing to play, and. The communication between him and the other player was the other player said, "What do you have?" Because I'm gonna bet. It. That's what I'm gonna bet. And he, Catfucker was like, "Huh? I don't want to bet." 
and he was like, what? It, it was just very confusing about it all. And then the other gentleman had won the hand, and he goes, all right, it's over. And I was like, huh? The, no chips were put in. He did. He said he didn't really want to bet. You didn't formally make a bet. I was very confused, but it was late, and I was tired, and Catfucker didn't know any better. Uh, at least the other guy gave him his money back, which is more than I would have done to that cat fucking fuck. Uh, but that yeah. Knockout was, artist. Dude, I, I went in all in against this kid with fucking pocket aces. He had no idea what he had, and he beat me. And then I think two hands later, your other buddy there went all in and got fucking knocked out by him too. Again, cat fuck had no idea what he had. No, I'm pretty sure that, uh, uh, the one you're talking about, Andy and uh, T Rev, there both got knocked out by Dobis, uh, in one hand. Oh, no, you know what? That was Jake from State Farm and Andy, yeah, got knocked out by him. Uh, yeah, no, it was what a fucking game, though, because it started off nice and slow, so everybody got to play, you know, like we really played poker last night. Sometimes somebody gets knocked out super early, and then you know. It kind of leads to a lot of like crazy betting right off the rip. It was a nice slow start. I, that's probably one of the most fun poker games I've seen, um, certainly in a really long time. I don't, maybe ever. Yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time. I was in a lot of pain because I uh, mudded my bathroom Saturday during the day, taped it and mudded it. And uh, man, I t- standing in the same place or not doing a lot of movement, but standing on my uh, on my foot all day fucking kills it and everybody says it's gout it's not gout there's something wrong with my foot um whether it's just because i'm flat-footed or what but it fucking kills and by the time i got to your house you saw me i could barely walk i was actually wearing the same exact thing that i'm wearing right now sweatpants and a hoodie and my crocs same hoodie same sweatpants same crocs yeah the only thing that's different is i took my socks off when i got home last night then i put new socks on today i've been wearing crocs all day uh thankfully my uh the mud hadn't dried all the way this morning so i was like well fuck it then i'm not doing anything in the bathroom today uh so i don't know if i told you this but i did get that new monitor fucking dope shit oh Uh, the the curved monitor yeah so i already have a curved monitor but this one is significantly bigger uh something just happened in the chat don't know what oh i did it all for the twitches thank you for the follow that's uh, right. <laughs> so uh, I set up my new monitor. Uh, it was already set up, but I had to change some things around because it's so much bigger than the other ones. I put yep. the small ones up on top and put the bigger one at the bottom. Very uh, pleased with the way it came out. Very pleased with the new setup here in the basement. I uh, cleaned everything all up for when we have guests here. All the wires are tucked away, nicey nice. And then uh, I played some video games and uh, watched football. It was a very relaxing day. Uh, all stuff. to get ready for uh, for the work day tomorrow. You know what okay. I mean? I rearranged uh, my entire fucking house. Well, two rooms anyways. I had to uh, mop today because Jake from State Farm decided he was going to fucking grenade a Dr. Pepper all over the goddamn kitchen. Dude, I, he must have dropped that walking into your house because he didn't open that as soon as he got in your house. He waited a few minutes before yeah. cracking it open, but he had to have dropped it on his way in. Or something because that thing grenaded all over the fucking floor. The, the best. 
That motherfucker just held it out in front of him, just pouring all over the carpet. Not not once did he like think to turn away or like the garbage was two feet from him. He could have held it over the garbage or just thrown it in. Or just, just closed the it cap. all over the fucking carpet. Or yeah, just or closed, closed it. The ca- yeah, whatever. No, you're just like, nah, man, I got to drink this shit. What uh, the fuck? So uh, we got a we got a matchup of a lifetime here on Sunday Night Football. It's a real fucking banger. Uh, Colts, Cowboys. This will be a snooze fest. Uh, as long as C.D. Lamb catches quite a few touchdown passes, it should be a great day. I need to- Tony Pollard to score four touchdowns at 200 yards. If that happens, I'm right back. And you're in, in good it. shape. I'm right back in it. That game's not starting for a while, huh? Uh, it's starting in, in about. I don't know, 30, half 40 hour. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Pat, I am fucking dying of thirst over here. I already chugged one of these Propel waters I'm drinking, and I'm halfway oh. through the second one, and I'm going to need more. Proving that while they don't taste good, they also do not quench your thirst. Propel water? Yeah. I love Propel water. Why I like would you plain say? water. I water, do not. Water. I find that water water, while the same thing with this right now, does not quench my thirst. Interesting, uh, interesting find. I don't know why that is. It almost like leaves my mouth with cotton mouth. Okay. Also marijuana. I don't, I don't do the marijuana. If you did, you'd have cotton mouth. I would. Oof, I am. Pat, we got. What, what? My opponent. Oh boy, you're still talking about fans, yeah? You said what, and then you immediately started talking. Yeah, because I knew you were going to talk talk about something that was stupid, like the fantasy football thing still. Bro, how about my defense has 31 fucking points? And you're still going to lose? Classic. I don't think I'm going to lose. I think you're going to lose. Let's see. I, uh, I got a 64% chance of winning. Listen, I still have three players to play, and as long as those three players score 80 points, I'm fucking solid. You have a 3% chance of winning, which means you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. So anyway, Pat, we got one piece of mail. It came in from our friend Panachronic, who I had a text today to see if he's heard from Phobic, because I've been trying to get a hold of Phobic and haven't heard from him. Uh, And I was a little nervous. Uh, And then Phobic called me. fine, though? Okay. Yeah, Phobic called me. Like, as soon as I messaged Panachronic... Uh, phobic called me, so that was cool. So we got one piece of mail here. It says, "Bruh, the quote isn't too hard to swallow." End quote. Cherry on the cake. Well done, Pat, with a crying face, uh, a crying laughing face. Uh, yeah, that I've talked to multiple people that have heard that episode, and they all say that was the line. Like that was that was it. Like that was the best way to end that fucking that little tidbit to that guy. Uh, still hasn't reached out to to be on the show. I'm a little upset about that. Can you to be least, fair? Would you, dude? I really wish Seattle would just lose. I don't know how they keep winning these fucking games. Could you go back to the could you please? You said could you please, and then you said I really wish Seattle would win. I don't know. Okay. I don't know, Pat. I don't know what's going on here. I'm distracted by football. Did you see that the Giants and the Commanders tied today? I did. That, I watched that game every second of it. That's going to make the uh, playoff picture here in the NFL very interesting. Yeah, because it gives them a leg up on everybody that has an extra loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Uh, 
I wouldn't be surprised if well, see, here's here's what we're finding out late in the season. The Giants suck. Uh the commanders are decent. Uh I have a feeling the Packers are gonna make the playoffs and the Giants will not. Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah, Packers lost again today, right? Packers won today. Oh, they did. Yes. Actually, um, Griff texted me at fucking one ten today, and said, yeah. "Uh, my first parlay of today is the Packers minus three and a half in Baltimore money line, because Baltimore was playing uh Denver, and yeah. he goes, Lamar Jackson's out of the game, and yeah. and Packers are down ten nothing." And I was like, it's early, bro. And they both came back and ended up winning. So Yeah, the Ravens won with their backup. Uh some very interesting plays in that game. But Dude, Russell Russell Wilf- Wilson is fucking god awful. It's uh it's funny, man, when you take a coach or a player and give them a different player or a different system, how dramatically things change. And I don't think it's a good versus bad. I think all these guys are fucking elite players. I think they're incredibly talented. I think they're super athletic. They're very healthy. They're all strong. But you put a Russell Wilson who did well in Seattle um, in the environment, you know, that he was placed in and you put him in Denver and it's like he doesn't know what the fuck the game is about anymore. And we saw, listen, we saw Belichick lost Brady and he's not winning Super Bowls every year anymore. Like it's amazing what little changes will do to an entire world. Well, so that's so your two examples right there does prove uh, two things. One, it wasn't the quarterback in Seattle. It was the system, the coach. Right. Because Geno Smith is having a fucking baller year Yep. with Pete Carroll. And it just goes to show you, not, not putting anything uh, not behind Belichick, but Belichick needs a good quarterback in his system to be competitive. Right. It's like, not to say that he's not a great coach, but he's a really great coach if he has the right people for his system. Yes, exactly. So, or or a good quarterback. It doesn't have to be like I believe that you could put I don't know, who's another good quarterback? Uh like a Tom Brady ass quarterback. Like Joe Burrow. You, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. You could put a Joe Burrow, you could put a uh even a Jimmy G in that system and I think you do well. Um, what you need, you don't need, you don't need a, uh, we'll say all-star style quarterback like a Lamar Jackson or a Michael Vick. What you need is a student of the game, somebody who loves fucking football. Yeah, that's somebody, Bill Belichick's guy. Well, you also need somebody that's good at football. Mac Jones, not that guy. Fair. Hey, Tom, in my soccer pool, I just, <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. Tom, if you ask me to name three people in the World Cup right now, I could name one three teams you mean nope if you asked me to name three players in the world cup i could name one who's that the guy who got kicked kicked in the balls the other day uh no i oh man i i named him the other day and it was right and now i can't it's okay so i can name zero all right (laughs) off the top of my head i've got zero i did name one the other day because somebody i was like dude i couldn't name five and they were like try and i was i named one and they were like all right that's one and i was like yeah i got I got nothing, bro. <laughs> so I say this because I'm in a 15 man fucking pick 'em league for the World Cup, and I am a standalone first place right now. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it's fucking I, wonderful. You're. It, it's fucking amazing. 
the way you people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything you about people. soccer. I'm I'm pretty upset that the uh, the Americans are knocked out of it. So to me, the uh, World Cup's over. There's no point in watching anymore. Well, the the Americans were never gonna win. The Americans consider success to make the 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 round of sixteen. If the if America makes the round of sixteen, that's a really solid year for America. We don't need to do better than that. We need to win. Nope, that's not going to happen. Why isn't that going to happen? See, now, going Brazil into some... being knocked out of it, that's a big fucking deal. Going in with that type of mindset, you don't deserve to win. Um, well, I'm sure their mindset is not that. The American people consider it success just to make it to the round of 16. No. Excuse well, me. Um, considering the last World Cup, we didn't even make so. Right, right. Um, what I did, I went. Did you see at... that the Bengals beat the Chiefs today? I was I was following. I did not see the end. Didn't end up winning. Um, I went on to the the World Cup like the the betting odds, and I just kept it up right when I was making my picks. And for the most part, if something was a blowout, I went with it. If it was close, I tried to apply like the most ridiculous logic you could. And I talked to Lush about it. He said the same thing. He Lush was like. So this Morocco versus Canada match, I chose Morocco because they were pretty close, but also it's super cold in Canada. Who wants to go outside and play soccer? They're inside playing hockey. <laughs> so I was like, I used really similar fucking logic to make my pigs lush. <laughs> so apparently, uh, the less you know, the better off you are. Cat fuckers knocking people out of poker. I'm fucking currently leading the soccer pool. I hope I get beat by somebody. I really do. Because if I win, it... It almost like like there are people who are super passionate about soccer who are in this league and they're not doing well. Dude, fucking Fred just asked me what I had for breakfast on the fucking chat. This is why. Fred doesn't know this. Fred knows that I tried to get his attention in the McDonald's drive through lane today, but he knows that because when he was paying, I finally got his attention. That was after he pulls in black Cadillac, sick, car caught my attention. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, that's fucking Fred. So I'm fucking laying on the horn. I've got my window all the way down. It's raining. I'm like, fucking Fred! Fred, what's up, man? Screaming, because it's the two lanes. So he's parked next to me, and I'm yelling to him. He doesn't hear me. He doesn't recognize the fucking horn being honked. He pulls forward, so now I'm behind him. And I just continue this fucking harassment. I'm on Facebook Messenger. I call him. He doesn't answer. I call fucking Brenda. She doesn't answer. I text Nick, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is, is Fred fucking deaf? I'm trying to get a hold of him in the fucking drive. <laughs> I did everything I could to get a hold of this motherfucker. He you was leaving. He was like, oh, hey. You didn't answer a question, though. What was the question? What, I have for breakfast? Yeah. Come on. Steak, egg, and cheese. Duh. <laughs> steak, egg, and cheese on a biscuit. I still think the McMuffin is the way to go. Just so you know, yesterday, steak, egg, and cheese on a biscuit as well. Oof. Did you say? Did you see that you can do a steak, egg, and cheese as a big breakfast, like mm. instead of sausage? What? Yeah, it's a good option. That's a game changer right there. I that's did not steak know that. and pancakes and eggs. Let's go. Thirty-three seventeen, the final in the Niners game. That's crazy. It yeah. was twenty-three seventeen last time I looked. Yeah, and then the Niners kicked a field goal, and then the very next play, the first offensive play that the Dolphins had pick six. Game over. Night night. I see. Uh all right, Pat. So we got some memes. Let's get into those. We do. Oh look, Pat's girlfriend. 
Yeah, that's the girl from Walmart that she dated. Oh, I'm kidding. She's way thinner than that girl. <laughs> she said, what do you think? I replied, damn, those are some sexy good legs. Those are some very good legs. She giggled and said, you really think so? <laughs> I said, hell yeah, those days. Right, okay, you're doing a terrible job for the radio. There is a very large woman looking sexy as fuck on top of a very small table. She's got fuck me boots on and a short little tight dress. And she says, what do you think? And I reply, damn, those are some very good legs. And she giggled. She said, you really think so? And I said, hell yeah. Most tables would have collapsed by now. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh... Brenda said, I was at breakfast with a friend. Rick's Nutmeg Row. Oh, I've been there. It's pretty good. I oh, have not. Wrong button. This is a girl who posts on Twitter. She says, so men actually masturbate before sex just to last longer? And this fucking guy <laughs> responds and says, you got to release a single before that album. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is two people on a date let's say it's off of twitter and he says what do you do and she says i'm a model on instagram you and he says i'm a soldier on call of duty <laughs> and this is a uh uh twitter post <laughs> the guy says damn girl are you black friday because i'm wondering what your deal is Pat, I you did not find that one funny. Pat, you had three solids. Three solids, and you came <laughs> I thought that was the best one. That's why I used it last. You thought that was the best one? Yeah. No, the first one was definitely the best one. Like the fuck? What's your deal, girl? We're definitely naming the name of this episode Strong Legs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Tom, luckily, we've absorbed a lot of time already into this podcast. I didn't want to do my review of the Casey Anthony documentary, but I was trying to fill time. I'm only like two-thirds through, so I'm going to finish it, and then I'll then I'll give you my opinion. Uh, she's still hot, I'll say that. How long is this fucking thing? It's three episodes. I don't know how long the episodes are. Maybe an hour. Oof, Pat, you're always coming in with the mad, like... Depressing news? The mad, like, controversial news. Why are we always talking about fucking abortion on this show? <laughs> it's funny you would say that, because my point is that this article is actually not about abortion. But why? Why? Why do we keep doing this? <laughs> I feel like you don't want me to talk. Uh, Tom, it only gets worse from there, just so you know. <laughs> Oh my god, Pat, go on with your news stories. Tom, uh, the headline is the Oh attorney... my god! Oh boy, okay. Somebody just had a baby on the field? Jimmy G suffered a broken left foot out for the remainder of the season. Are you being serious? I'm being fucking dead ass serious, dude. I wish to not have to happen to Jimmy G! <laughs> Uh, at least he's not on your fantasy team. Fuck my fantasy team! The Niners are going to the Super Bowl! Well, now you've got uh, Trey Lance, right? To, to pick no, he has a broken ankle! Why does everybody keep breaking their ankles on that team? This is who we have, Pat. This is who we have. This is the guy who played today. Who's that? 
Brock Purdy. Purdy? Yeah, Purdy. Spell that. B-U-R-D-Y? Yes! <laughs> Brock Purdy. The last pick of the NFL draft last year. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, I mean, is there God. anybody in free agency? Call Kaepernick. He was a Niner once. Get him back. He stands in solidarity with fucking 100% of the players in the league. At this point, what he did is perfectly fine in the NFL. And Yeah, that's he why he's can... playing for all kinds of teams. Yeah, that's why he's been offered jobs with all kinds of teams. He can return, and it can be triumphant. I don't think the Niners would ever bring him back, ever. All right. Well, certainly not with those socks, but maybe maybe the anthem <sighs> thing's not such a big deal. Oof. Oof. Well, in other news, oh, Rick Bessesto, fucking Banox. Let's see. What, is he texting you? Why is he in the chat? Oh, my God. He sent me an article. We're going to use this next week. All I have is a headline and a picture right now. But the headline is, man survives bear attack but loses face. And the <laughs> picture tells that story. Holy fuck. And we'll be talking about that Wednesday night, live on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> why can't we that. talk about sh- Why don't we talk about that instead of this fucking story you put in here? Well, the story is important. The, the The two first stories I have directly link to each other. That's why we're going to talk about them. Tom, the attorney general wants to penalize a doctor who spoke of a 10-year-old's abortion. Now, this is Indiana's Republican attorney general on Wednesday. He asked the state medical licensing board to discipline an Indianapolis doctor who has publicly spoken about providing an abortion to an 11-year-old rape victim who traveled from Ohio after its more restrictive abortion law took effect. The complaint alleges that Dr. Caitlin Bernard violated a state law by not reporting the girl's child abuse to Indiana authorities and violated patient privacy laws by telling a newspaper reporter about the girl's treatment. Now, okay, so what we have is a a 10-year-old rape victim got an abortion from this doctor. The claim from the attorney general is that the doctor should be punished for not reporting this girl's rape, okay? It's not about the abortion, according to the attorney general. So the attorney general's complaint asked the licensing board to impose appropriate disciplinary action, but doesn't specify with a requested penalty. Uh, The state licensing board ensures physicians have the appropriate training and education to practice in the state and can suspend, revoke, or place on probation a doctor's license. Dr. Bernard, this is a quote, Dr. Bernard violated the law, her patient's trust, and the standards for medical profession when she disclosed her patient's abuse, medical issues, and treatment to a reporter uh, at an abortion rights rally to further her political agenda. And then it says, still quoting the attorney general here, simply concealing the patient's name falls far short of her legal and ethical duties here. So... The doctor never said who the patient was. That's extremely important in all of this to me. So uh, the uh, White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, on Wednesday condemned Rokita's request. That's the attorney general. She said, this is not about the concerns of the victim. This is not about the victim at all. This is an elected official going after a doctor for helping a child who was raped and seeking health care. 
Kathleen Delaney, a fo- uh, lawyer for Bernard, the doctor, uh, so the lawyer, the doctor's lawyer, pointed to testimony from that investigation, including from Bernard, who on November 21st testified that both child abuse authorities and law enforcement in Ohio were involved in the case before the child came to Indiana for treatment. So the attorney general wants to go after this doctor for not reporting something that was already reported, but it's going to get better. Marion County Deputy Prosecutor Catherine Catherine Melnick also testified that day and said child abuse would be reported by hospital social workers, not doctors, and such reports would be referred to law enforcement where the crime occurred. So in Ohio, not in Indianapolis. So this guy is basically trying to get the board, the medical board, to suspend or otherwise this doctor's license for not doing something that a doctor has no business doing. Like the doctor didn't do anything that the doctor isn't supposed to do. Uh, Bernard treated the girl in Indianapolis in late June. As she said, doctors determined the girl was unable to have an abortion in neighboring Ohio. That's because Ohio's fetal heartbeat law took effect with the Supreme Court's June 24th decision. That would be the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, such laws ban abortions from the time cardiac activity can be detected in an embryo, which is typically around the sixth week of pregnancy before many realize they are pregnant. Deputy Attorney General Karen Neiman Seisper, I don't fucking know, said during a court hearing last week that Bernard wouldn't be under investigation if she had not diagnosed or disclosed the girl's rape to a reporter to advance her own advocacy of abortion rights. Uh, she said Bernard had not shown she had permission from the girl's family to discuss her care in public, exposing the child to national attention. Tom, do you remember the kid's name? No, because it wasn't reported. There you go. Okay, so there's no fucking national attention. There's no local attention. There's no any attention of any fucking sort, unless you happen to know this 10-year-old's family, and they said that the kid had been raped. So Rakita has kept the investigation going even after the rape charges were filed in Ohio. And public records obtained, the Associated Press show Bernard met Indiana's required three-day reporting period for an abortion performed on a girl younger than 16. So this doctor has done everything right, and the attorney general is still asking for this person to be punished. This has nothing to do with fucking abortion. It has to do with politics. It has nothing to do, more importantly, with the health of this 10-year-old fucking girl. The rape victim who got pregnant during a fucking rape? Not even a concern of anybody's. They're just well, like, ah, that's man, not true. I, I don't like what you're doing. That's not true. It is a concern of somebody's. The doctors. And the doctor took care of her. Like she was well, to. I'll give you that. The, yes, the doctor did what she felt in her heart was right. Uh, Fred said, your defense will get you through hell. Trent Dilfer won one. Oh, your defense will get you through yeah. hell. Trent Dilfer won one. Wow, I think that I'm, I'm behind on that. That's about the Niners. Yeah, I saw it coming. I didn't want to interrupt this amazing story we're telling on the show. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. The, this attorney general is the attorney general uh, a scumbag piece of shit. Yes, check. Okay, we're on the same page. Uh, okay, so now, similarly, a defamation suit against Fox grows more contentious. Fox, the news channel. Okay. A $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox News is uh, it's being imposed for amplifying bogus claims that rigged machines from Dominion voting systems were responsible for Donald Trump's defeat in 2020. 
Fox and Dominion have gone back and forth in Delaware State Court since the summer. In an escalating dispute over witnesses, evidence, and testimony, the arguments point to the high stakes of the case, which will render a judgment on whether the most powerful conservative media outlet in the country intentionally misled its audience and helped seed one of the most pervasive lies in American politics. Dominion, in its request, so Dominion is suing Fox. Let's be clear about this. Dominion is suing Fox. Dominion, in its request to obtain the private communications of as many low to mid and high level Fox personnel as possible, hopes to prove that the inside network knew that they were dis- disseminating lies. Fox hopes to be able to sow doubt about that by showing how its hosts pressed Trump allies for evidence that they never produced and that Dominion machines were vulnerable to hacking, even if no hacking took place. (coughs) So Fox is doing a little CYA, which is fine. I commend them for that. The judge, Eric Davis, has ruled in most instances in Dominion's favor, allowing the voting company to expand the pool of potential evidence it can present to a jury to include text messages from the personal phones of Fox employees and the employment contracts of star hosts Oh, and yeah, employment contracts of star hosts such as Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson, along with those of Susan Suzanne Scott, CEO of Fox News Media and her top corporate managers. So, okay, so this is where it gets a little hazy, right? Are you with me still? Yeah. So now the courts are saying, okay, we'll open up like personal cell phones, open up emails. Like, let's see what let's see if Fox was talking to Fox about what's going on. Let's see if they knew that this was bullshit and they ran with it because it makes headlines and makes people watch. So the fight over dispositions has intensified in recent weeks as lawyers for the two companies sparred over whether Hannity and another pro-Trump host, Janine Pirro, should have to sit for a second round of questioning about messages that Dominion obtained from their phones as part of the discovery process. Fox lawyers have argued that the host should not be compelled to testify a second time, citing the legal... protections that journalists have against being forced to reveal confidential sources. This to me is a huge fucking gray area because as I mean, watch any news TV or movie or anything ever. And it's all about confidential sources, right? So now they're saying Fox in like a brilliant defense, in my opinion, is saying, well, we don't want to show you our cell phones. We don't want to show you our emails because there's a lot of confidential information that we're not required by law to give up. And I agree with that argument. Like that that portion of it, I totally am on board with. They're actually protected by law that they don't have to give it up. Correct. Correct. Um and being the accused, <clears throat> their protections should stay in place. Now, if Fox asked for something from Dominion, who's the accuser, Dominion should have to give up because they're not in the hot seat. Um, Fox has accused Dominion in court filings of making escalating demands for documents that are voluminous, uh, voluminous, okay, I'm going to say in large quantity, saying it would have to hire a second litigation team to accommodate such a crushing burden. The judge has largely disagreed with that. After Dominion filed its lawsuit in March 2021, claiming that Fox's coverage of its machines not only cost it hundreds of millions of dollars in business, but also harm the idea of credible elections, many media law experts assume this case would end like many other high-profile defamation cases against the news organization, which is with a settlement. Fox News has a history of settling sensitive lawsuits before they reach a jury. 
in the past in the past several years alone, it has paid tens of millions of dollars in claims to women who reported sexual harassment by its former CEO, Roger Ailes, and by prominent hosts, including Bill O'Reilly, as well as to the family, as well as to the family of Seth Rich, a former Democratic Party staff member who was killed in a robbery that some conservatives tried to link to the anti-Clinton conspiracy theory. But a settlement with Dominion appears to be a remote possibility at this point. Fox has said that the broad protections provided to the media under the First Amendment shield it from liability. The, the network says it was merely reporting on Trump's accusations, which are protected speech, even if the president's lying. Dominion's complaint outlines examples in which Fox hosts did more than just report false claims. They actually endorsed them. The judge has a trial date for April, a separate defamation suit against Fox by the voting company Smartmatic is not scheduled to run until September 2020 or summer of 2024. In addition to arguing that its coverage of Dominion was protected as free speech, Fox argues it was merely covering statements from newsmakers. There's nothing more newsworthy than covering the president of the United States and his lawyers making allegations of voter fraud. Fox's lawyers are also planning lines of defense that they hope will dent Dominion's credibility, even if that means leaning into some of the conspiracy theories that are at the heart of Dominion's case. They may argue, for example, that it was plausible that the machines had been hacked, pointing to the questions that were raised by at least one independent expert about whether the software was secure. As part of their fact-finding, Fox lawyers sought information from a University of Michigan computer scientist who wrote a report this year saying there were vulnerabilities in Dominion's system that could be exploited, even though there is no evidence of any such breach. So Fox is saying, now, you know, two years later, they're saying, we're not saying that the breach happened. We're saying that the breach was possible. And we're saying we followed up on somebody else's lies. That's really not, that's really not on us. This, Tom, remember we came up with the, the rating system for news channels? Yeah. Do you think that Fox News should have the right to claim to be a legitimate news channel and report on things and later say, well, if somebody was lying, we were just reporting what they said. We weren't we weren't reporting the news. We were just reporting words. Do you think that that's a fair thing for this fucking place to do? No, no, I think it's the same thing with every news. Like, this is what every news outlet does. I agree. This is not a Fox News story to me. It's not. This is news in general. And it's any company would have done the same thing for the other side or their side. They're all just fucking covering for each other. And it's bullshit. And I I like this case. Because it could lead to progress. I don't like it will that. I, I don't like that. We may. I don't like that we're blurring the lines of what rights the news channel has. I think that we should discredit the news channel. Absolutely. If if you're going to report, I mean, if, if I go up there and say, you know, there's an atomic bomb in fucking New York city and it's going to go off five minutes ago and every news channel in the fucking world picks it up, that would be insane. Nobody would ever pick up the story that something was going to happen five minutes ago because they know it's a lie. If you know it's a lie, you shouldn't fucking be reporting it. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, man. I This isn't going to lead to progress. It's not going to lead to anything. Because at the end of the day, there's right-wing... There's right-wing news stations. There's 
there's left-wing news stations. There's very few, especially on a national platform, there are no news stations that go right down the middle that tell it the way it is, which is... So, doesn't that... Like, why are we still calling them news stations? It's not fucking accurate news. Stop, stop calling it something that people put... Here's, here's why I bring this up. This is why the story... When I saw it, I was like, oh, we're definitely doing this because I don't really give a fuck about Fox. I don't watch Fox. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch CBS. I don't watch those news stations and then take what they say and like hold it near and dear to my heart as fact. But we both know a guy. I'm not going to say who the guy is because it would be unfair. But we both know a guy who repeatedly, I don't mean on one occasion, I mean over and over, has said, that he saw on the news and he wholeheartedly believes that there were districts of this country during the last election, the last presidential election where 130 or 140% of the vote was democratic. And I go, well, no, that's, it's literally not possible. You can't have more than 100% of the vote. And he's like, Nope, Nope. I saw it on the news. Well, now I believe him. I believe that he saw that. I believe that those oh, I'm numbers not de- are... I'm not debating that he saw that. I believe that it was reported in a way, probably not those words, but it was probably reported in a way that led him feeling like he saw fact that somehow, you know, the city of whatever, call it fucking Cincinnati has 100,000 people, and 130,000 of those 100,000 people voted Democrat. It was a 0% Republican. So what fucking news channel were you watching that you walked away believing that? Because one, you're gullible. And that's why I don't want to say who it was. But two, how the fuck are they getting away with that? Because he's not the dumbest person I've ever met in my life. There are plenty of dumber people. So what are they thinking? It's fucking crazy to me. You know how you saw this, Pat? Why is that? You don't watch the news. You watch the number nine with Tommy Podcast. That's how you solve that problem. Facts. Can we stop covering shit like this? Yeah, I mean, it really we, brings we have down. a fucking news segment on our fucking show. Yeah, let's cover the bear, the guy who got attacked by the bear. We're going to do that next week, or next episode. <laughs> Last news story, Tom. The Senate passes a bill to protect same-sex marriage and interracial marriage over GOP opposition. The bill now goes back to the House for a final vote before it heads to Biden's desk. This thing's on cruise control. It's going to make it to Biden's desk. Biden's going to sign it. That's just how that's going to play out. Here's why it's important. So this vote, Tom, the Respect for Marriage Act was approved 61 to 36. Uh, that is uh, old. The, this this happened in, I think, 99 or 96. I think it was 96. Um, uh, so it gets brought up and there are there are portions of it, that, like portions of this that are what the Republicans who said no to this. The Republicans are like, no, you know, the government shouldn't have any say in this. Who gives a fuck if you're black or white the or gay? This has nothing to do with anything. The government should stay out of it. That's why they refuse to support this act. They're saying it's been 50 years and some of these things have been in place. There's no point in fighting this battle. Tom, do you know how many years Roe v. Wade was in place before that got overturned? Uh, Probably 60 years or something like that. 49. 49 years. 
And that was like six months ago. And these guys are like, come on, what's the worst that could happen? We've never had a precedent of this before. No cocksucker. And if so, what this what this does, the, the vote that just took place, what it's going to do when Biden signs it is it's going to say if you're uh, an interracial couple or a gay couple and you get married in New York where it's OK and then you move to Idaho where it's not OK, we still have to recognize you no matter what the state's fucking policies are. They have to recognize you as a married couple. They have to recognize your retirement and your health benefits and all of those things. Didn't they do that with gays uh, a few years ago? Yes, but now they're saying if you get married in a state where it's okay. So what they did was they gave the states the rights, kind of like Roe v. Wade. Um, so, well, well, recently, like Roe v. Wade. What they're saying now is if one state says that it's okay and you do it in that state, it doesn't fucking matter where you are after you're married, it is a recognized legal marriage. Nobody can deny you your rights as a married couple. The fact that we're having this conversation in 2022 is fucking insane. And second, the fact that there are people who are saying like, ah, it doesn't really matter, it'll be fine. What? We just watched this fucking happen. We just watched the fucking, the Supreme Court put in power the state's to make a decision as to whether or not you're allowed to do something with your body. And while I believe in states' rights 100%, and I believe that's the the joy of the United States is that if you don't like the state you're in, you can move to the next one. It's insane to me that we're making a vote to say, well, what if something happened in one state? Will we honor it in another state? Yes. Same fucking team, man. Same fucking team. It's crazy. I guess. Tom, could you imagine if, okay, because, okay, let's, let's, let's play devil's advocate here. This pendulum swings pretty fucking fast and hard, right? So you and Erica fly out to California because you want to watch a 49ers game, okay? Something happens, and you're on life support. And all you want to do is be taken, you don't want to be on life support. You want to be taken off of life support because that's your dying, you know, that's, that's the way your living will is or whatever. And they won't let Erica make the decision because they don't recognize heterosexual white couples in California anymore because the pendulum swung that fucking hard. So they don't recognize, we'll say, same race, heterosexual marriage. So Erica can't do the same thing she could have done in Connecticut. That's not fucking fair. The fact that you would be treated differently. But then I make a, a miraculous comeback and I, and I don't die. Thank God for California. I'm not sure. You know what? Thank God for California. I, I wholeheartedly agree, Tom. I almost followed you down that rabbit hole. I'm not doing it. Um, it's fucking 8.30 on a Sunday. I don't have time for this. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like, what do you want me to... Like, I'm with you. Like, I think it's... Holy shit. He just ran... In, he called a fair catch. Oh, boy. Pronouns, oh, boy. pal. Oh, boy. Pronouns, what? You keep saying he, but we don't know who you're talking about. Oh, watch the football game. Dallas guy up and be specific. The Dallas guy ran into the uh, guy in the Colts who called a fair catch. Fucking Ooh. ran right into him. What is that? Unnecessary roughness? Uh, like conduct? It's it. Whatever the penalty is, it's fifteen yards. It could just be a personal foul, I suppose. Fifteen yards. Um. <clears throat> yeah, man. I don't know. It, 
it's fucking wacky. The whole thing is wacky to me. I I don't know. I really don't have an opinion on it. Um, I haven't put that much thought into. And maybe it's because I'm I'm not one of these minorities that I like. I'm not gay. I'm not in an interracial inter uh, marriage, so I don't think about these things. Um, yes, I think that is stupid that one state wouldn't recognize it from. But like, just like, so Roe v. Wade was turned over, was overturned. All these things can be overturned just as easily. It doesn't matter well, what no, laws. The, the the purpose of this is to make it so that it can't be overturned moving forward. That's the goal. That's why it's not the Supreme Court has nothing to do with this. They're avoiding the Supreme Court with this. Yeah, but eventually it could go to the Supreme Court. Any law can go to the Supreme Court. I suppose, yeah. Any like any law, any time. So, <clears throat> and I'm kind of like, what are the chances of it happening? I like again. I don't have much of an opinion on the Roe v. Wade thing. Uh, mainly because it doesn't fucking affect me one bit. But at the same time, as as we put on here, if you can't, that girl couldn't get an abortion in Ohio. She went to Indiana. You know what I mean? And she got it done. Okay, so, but you're <laughs> you're so nonchalant about that. You really are. Do you feel like a ten year old who was raped? By the way, the should have had twenty seven years old. Raped a 10-year-old, got her pregnant. Do you feel like it's now the responsibility of the 10-year-old to hitch a ride, cross state lines, no. and take care of her health? No, I don't. But That's fucking say, insanity. Hey, I, I, listen, I'm not disagreeing with it, but that's the law in Ohio, so that's the law in Ohio. Her parents I should hope, move out of Ohio as soon as I possible, agree, I agree. probably I to Indiana. move right out of Ohio. They should move right over to Indiana and become friends with Pat McAfee. By the way, Pat, I meant to tell you this. My brother, so uh, I went to Texas a few weeks back, uh, drove to Florida, drove back to Texas with my brother. Uh, on our way back from Florida to Texas, it was uh, it was like a Saturday, right? So not a lot happened on a sports radio or anything. It's like a Saturday. So okay. I'm like, hey, let's listen to the Pat McAfee show. So I throw on an episode of the Pat, Mac the Pat McAfee show, and Phobic liked it. And, uh, nice. but I don't, but I don't put anything like any thought behind it. Like he's going to become a long-term listener of this. No, you know, this motherfucker's guy, <laughs> he, he's looking for fucking things to do right now. You, he, you planted this seed at the perfect time. You fucking did it on purpose. He calls me Thursday. Oh God. While I'm at work and he goes, Hey, just wanted to thank you for turning me on to the Pat McAfee show. God fucking, damn it. It's fucking great. These guys are hilarious. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know all their names yet, but I'm going to get them down. Blah, blah, blah. They're watching the World Cup. They went crazy when the guy scored the goal for the United States. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, it's because they're all gambling on it. Actually, so yeah. most people pro probably don't know this. Pat McAfee, uh, if he hadn't played football, he would have played soccer. He was a very good soccer player. Um, that makes and, sense. He uses his leg. Yes. Um. So he was actually very good at soccer, just didn't like the running aspect of it. Uh, so I think that's how he ended up with football. I don't know who the player was. Uh, it was in the game that I was watching first. So the the Vikings played the oh Jets. God, the first game I watched. Yeah, the Vikings Jets. So that one of the Vikings halfbacks gets into football. <clears throat> He's been a wide receiver his entire life and he's going into the somebody got hurt in college maybe i don't know the exact details of the story i'm going to slaughter it but 
I'm going to say his halfback in college got hurt. So they were like, hey, can somebody step up? And he was like, I got this. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big wide receiver. I can handle this, the abuse. I'll do it. And he did well, you know, better than they expected. But also, he fucking loved it. And it was his senior year. It was like the last game of the fucking season. So he entered the NFL draft as a halfback. He was like, fuck that. I don't want to play wide receiver anymore. And the dude is a halfback at the NFL. Totally just changed positions because he had one fucking game. Well, that happens uh, to a lot of these cool. So Pat McAfee, uh, well, he got uh, drafted as a punter. He was a field goal kicker in high school or in, in college. And he's probably better or as good as most kickers in the league. He just practices punting more, and it makes sense. Yeah, he, well, I, he hasn't, he never had to kick field goals because he had the best fucking kicker ever on his team. Yeah. Adam um, Vinatieri actually sent him to a because they asked him before they drafted him like, "Hey, you know how to hold snaps, right, for field goal kickers?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, never done it before in his life." So nice. uh, Adam Vinatieri, when he got drafted, asked him like, "You know how to hold snaps?" And he was like, "No, nah, I lied to Bill Polian. I have no idea how to do it." And he <laughs> sent him to like a six week camp that summer to teach him how to hold snaps. That seems like an excessively long camp to learn how to hold the football. Laces out. The yes. laces were in. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. That's why I think. Uh, that's why I think field goal kickers and punters are the most important people on the field. Uh, it's funny you say that. Stephen was making fun of you today. I said uh, the the commanders, his team. Uh, it was 13-13, and he was getting on a plane, but we were talking. He was like, I can't watch this fucking game. It's driving me bananas, man. And I'm like, it's not good. The the uh, the other guys just scored, so it's 20-13. to 13. And then on the kickoff, after the 20-13 to 13 score, the dude fucking botched the kickoff and ended up, he had to chase the ball. He grabbed it and had to run into the end zone to get around somebody, and then back out of the end zone, he got tackled at like the four. And I was like, dude, it was almost a fucking safety. And he was like, ah, oh, it's no big deal. I mean, worst case scenario, they're three and out. But since punters are the most important game, most important players in the game, according to Tommy, this should turn out just fine for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally out of the blue. Uh, this actually just pop, popped into my head. So I'm going to that. Uh, I want to go to that Dallas Commanders game last week yep. of the season. Uh, I didn't realize that Steve's favorite team was the Commanders. Oh, he's uh, a diehard. He's, he was a Redskins fan our entire life. So you should come with him to the game. Giggity. <laughs> we you you should go with him. And you me should come with him. Name your sex tape. That's gross. Why why you gotta make everything gay? I don't know. Pat, it's really just hypersexual, not necessarily gay. Pat, you can come out here on the podcast. It's okay. We're not gonna judge you for it. You can come out here on the podcast, name Mother. my sex tape. What are you doing? Are you catching flies? You have flies in your basement? There's like a gnat flying around and I can't get it and I don't want to smash one of the screens. Oh my god, I saw it on the screen. Yeah, you see that fucking thing? He made a fucking cameo here on the podcast live. Motherfucker. We're going to name him Natty Ice. Yeah, Natty Ice. Yeah, Pollard, get those yards. That's what I'm talking about. Indy's up 3 nothing. Uh, Indy's up 3 nothing. All right, Pat. Well, uh, this was a good show. If we could, on the next one, not do anything political, I would appreciate it. Okay, um, so it's not negative that you want to avoid. It's political that you want to avoid. Political, yes. Negative, yes. Let's have feel-good shows, Pat. Shows that leave me going to bed saying, oof, 
I feel good. Tom, would you also like me to jump on Amazon and order us both pairs of rose-colored glasses? Would that help? What the fuck? What? No. You've never heard that expression? You're looking at the world through rose-colored glasses? No. Oh, well, that's what you're doing. You want to talk about all the good news. I feel like we have this platform to talk about whatever we want to talk about. And you've decided that we're going to talk about feel-good stories. But you got it. You want puppies and kittens? I got you. Puppies, kittens, and bears eating people's fucking faces off next episode. I'm just saying, Pat. Like, or, like, shit like that I'm down with. Like, that's kind of funny. Um, Oh, gruesome and morbid, fine. I'm I'm very confused (laughs) about the line that we're drawing. See, here's the thing, Pat. Well, I think that there becomes a time and a place for us to cover uh, these political news stories um, and stuff like that. I'm not totally against it. There's a lot of negativity in all of our daily lives and surrounded by us with the media that uh, people want to turn on the show to have a have a good time. Let's have that feel good story. You know what I mean? But this is a positive thing. If if Fox is in some way, shape or form responsible for one point six billion dollars in damages and we all find out that Fox knowingly lied to the public. Isn't that a feel-good story? Like, oh my God, this is great. This is great news for the American public. Now we can put these motherfuckers in check. We yes, know it's happening, but, but, well, we, but we already know. But here's the thing, right? We already know it's happening, and I, like I said, it's not going to cause any change. They're still going to do what they do. Like it doesn't matter. They're, the the media is just as much puppets as all of us. Dance, puppet, dance. You know what I mean? It's just what side are you dancing for? Um, nobody, this is, this and is, at the end of the day, nobody, nobody is dancing for us, Patrick. Nobody is dancing is, for us. This is the commitment I'm going to make you, since you don't want to fight the good fight. Next episode, puppies, kittens, and gruesome attacks. No kittens. And the name of the episode We've never done this before. We name the episodes as we go. I'm predicting. I'm not I'm not demanding. I'm predicting that the name of the next episode is going to be called Failing Forward. Okay. I mean, that's basically what you want. You want fails, right? That's that's the funny. Ha ha. Somebody got hurt. Those are fails. But you want to move forward with the podcast? We're failing forward. Let's go. All right. I'm just saying, man. Like, I just want pe- people to feel good they come in here. Not be reminded you. of the horrible shit on the outside of these walls. I might, just as, like, proof that I'm serious about bringing happy news, I might bring Catfucker into the dungeon to do the podcast with me, because then it's really cats and dogs. Why Don't are you shaking it. your head now? Don't do it. Why, are you afraid he's going to beat us both in poker again? Don't do it. He won't be able to get a word out. Be like, the, we've already had him on the show, and he barely says anything. That's true. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I have diabetes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's fucked up. He has diabetes, bro. <laughs> I know. Is, is that but... funny? That's real fucked up. That's him. While he's eating, sitting there eating a fucking ice cream. Oh, cow- Cowboys are going on fourth and one on the 24-yard line. They get it with Zeke. Why not Pollard? Throw his up. Get what with Zeke? The first down. That's too bad. Would have been nice if they got a touchdown with him. <laughs> oh, you got uh, Zeke on your fantasy? Zeke is my flex this week. I have Pollard. I I sat uh, Leonard Fournette, and I really hope that wasn't a uh, a bad decision on my end. 
Is there right, something but, I should know about the Cowboys right now? C.D. Lamb is on my team, and he's got zero receptions. Does he have any targets, Tom? Pat, it's five minutes into the game, dude. Relax. Or I got minutes it ten game. minutes into the game. Yeah, you got it. Whatever. It's actually it's actually nine and a half minutes into the game. All right, nine and a half with Tommy. Laying nine and a half with Tommy. Oh. Hey, did you do the the thing with the donation? Did you do a number nine with Tommy? I did. Oh, at work. Yeah. No, not yet. What the fuck, Tom? I will, if you want me to. Yeah, also, you cannot contribute $9. There's a thing that's like, contribute as much as you want. So I did $9, and I had to write out a $10 card, because there are fucking no no blanks. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to do $100 again from us. Nice. Like we did last year. Oh, hey, after we get out of here, remind me about something I want to talk to you about. Okay. Pat, get us out of here. Speaking of getting out of here, number Niners, I say good day.